0: What up, Sam? It's the Tale of the Tapes! The Fuck Life! Sam? Tale of the Tapes, Season 2, Episode 21. And we are definitely nearing our summer break soon. Only a couple episodes left till our summer break. I did warn you guys last week. That this was a big episode and you weren't going to want to miss this episode. On today's episode of Tale of the Tapes, we have The Roots. So, we will be covering Malik B., Dice Raw, and Black Thought of the group The Roots. Allow me to speak on a bit of my history with The Roots before we go any further. I have almost no history with The Roots in general, to be quite honest with you. Never had any of their albums or listened to them when I was younger. I'd probably heard a song or two, but just honestly never really paid much mind to them. I probably hadn't heard Black Thought mentioned by name either until probably as recently as about, I don't know, maybe five years ago or so. When I started this study, I was told by more than one person that Black Thought could possibly be one of the greatest rappers of all time. Now... I felt pretty well-versed in hip-hop when I was told this stuff, and my arrogance kind of caused me to beg to differ heavily before this started, but I would always just tell people, we're going to have to agree to disagree right now because I'm not overly informed on Black Thought, and I didn't get up to him yet in my study, so... But I had heard him before, and he, he never ever, like, caught my ear, or, you know, it wasn't somebody that I heard, and I was like, yo, who the fuck is this dude? He's crazy. So... I told them, let me take a rain check, I will get back to you when I cover Black Thought in my study, and here we are. And I don't want to give too much away of what's about to come, so let's just get into a little info on the group as a whole, and then we shall see where each member finished individually. So the Roots, who had their debut album in 1993, also known as the Legendary Roots Crew, the Fifth Dynasty, and the Square Roots. Origins of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, United States. Genres are listed as hip-hop, alternative rap, and progressive soul. And the years active are listed as 1987 to present. Now, for anyone that's not familiar with The Roots, The Roots is a band. The Roots is not just simply a hip-hop group the same way that Onyx or Mob Deep or anybody like that was. So, although we are covering The Roots as a group today... There are only three qualifying members that actually rap, which, like I said before, are Malik B, Dice Raw, and Black Thought. But I do want to run off some of the past and present members of the Roots group because everybody in the group deserves recognition. Not everybody today is going to be judged and scored, but the group is the group, and I do want to acknowledge who's in the group. So the group's past members are listed as Josh Rubberband, Abrams, Malik B, Owen Biddle, Kid Crumbs... Dice Raw, F Knuckles, Hub, Ben Kenny, Martin Luther, Roselle, Scratch, Scott Storch, and Nikki Yo. The band's current members are listed as Black Thought, Quest Love, Kamal Gray, Captain Kirk Douglas, Damon Tuba Jr. Bryson, Ray Angry, James Poyser, Mark Kelly, Stro Elliott, Jeremy Ellis, Ian Hendrickson Smith, and Dave Guy. So let's get into a little bit of a background on The Roots as a band. The Roots are an American hip-hop band formed in 1987 by Tariq Black Thought Trotter and Amir Questlove Thompson in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, United States. The Roots serve as the house band on NBC's The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon, having served in the same role on Late Night with Jimmy Fallon from 2009 to 2014. The Roots are known for a jazzy and eclectic approach to hip-hop, Featuring live musical instruments and the group's work has consistently been met with critical acclaim. Thought Co. ranked the band number seven on its list of the 25 best hip-hop groups of all time, calling them hip-hop's first legitimate band. In addition to the band's music, several members of the Roots are involved in side projects including record production, acting, and regularly serving as guests on other musicians albums and live shows. So, One key piece of information we can clearly see about The Roots is the fact that they aren't just rappers. Instead of beat machines and rapping over the beats, we actually have musicians playing live music and instruments on these songs, albums, and performances. While they aren't the only people to ever do this, they are certainly one of the first, especially for a group that really does hip-hop, as opposed to maybe, let's say, for example, a band like Linkin Park who Linkin Park is really mostly a rock band, but one of their members does rap on their songs and stuff like that. So while they do have rap verses on a lot of their songs, they're really a rock band. The Roots is quite the opposite. The Roots are a band, but they're really a hip-hop-rooted band, and their name, The Roots, really speaks to everything that they're about. You know, they're about the culture, they're about the roots of hip-hop and stuff like that. They just took a different approach to it, a band approach. Then on top of that, We can kind of see the way that, even though they've stayed true to their hip-hop roots, as a band, they expand past just the hip-hop scene. So now let's get into some of the rap members of the group who are being scored here today, starting with Dice Raw, who was the first to have a debut solo album out, which came out in the year 2000. Birth name is Carl Jenkins, origins Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, United States, genres listed as hip-hop, and his years active are listed as 1990s to present. So a little bit of a background on Dice Raw. Carl Jenkins, better known as Dice Raw, is an American hip-hop artist from Philadelphia. He is associated with The Roots and the now-defunct musical group Nouveau Riche. He hooked up with the band while still in high school after Kilo, a member of the group's production team, spotted him in a local talent show. In 2000, Dice Raw released his solo debut album Reclaiming the Dead on MCA Records. Additionally, Jenkins has been in the studio functioning as co-writer and producer for The Roots in addition to working on his own material. So, we don't see much in lieu of accolades or anything like that, particularly for Dice Raw. Just a little bit of a background on how he got into the group and what he's been doing since and stuff like that. So, now let's get into what I jotted down while I was listening to him. I'd never heard of Dice Raw's name, period, before studying The Roots. Early on with The Roots, he seemed to be the worst of the three, but showed some decent concepts and potential on his solo albums. Overall, he was average lyrically, as most of his music had a point, and he did have his occasional dope lines, but he seemed to struggle with the correct way to make his point at times. His style was walking a thin line, and there were some times where he was on the wrong side of it. He was not on enough songs on any of The Roots albums for their scores to qualify in his album list, but he did have three solo albums that qualified. All three of those albums were good albums. He was pretty consistent for the most part song-wise, and he didn't have any great or weak songs, but he did have eight good ones with the remaining 35 being average. It's always been a personal pet peeve of mine when someone is part of a big and impactful group, but as an individual can never seem to put it all together and have success. It's like the door was open for them and they just weren't able to walk through it. Dice Raw didn't have any visible impacts on any hip-hop artists in particular, And although he was a part of The Roots, that seems to be pretty much the extent of his successes in the hip-hop game. Most anyone involved with The Roots you could say is pretty original. On top of that, he did have some original song topics and rhyme style. So let's get into the math on Dice Raw here. Lyrics he gets a 5, like I spoke about. He was average overall when it came to that. A little bit of give and take. There was a little bit of some good things he did and a little bit of some not-so-good things that he did. But overall, even, he gets a score of 5. Albums, he gets a 3.74 with zero classics. Like we spoke about, there really wasn't much material to judge there. You know, only on a handful of songs on the Roots albums and things like that. So he did get credit for those song scores, but they weren't enough to qualify any of the Roots albums to count for his album. So his album score is strictly based on his solo material. Songs, he gets a zero. No plus or minus there. No great or weak songs. So he gets a zero and stays even in that department. Impact, he gets a four and a half, which I spoke about. You know, if it wasn't for being part of The Roots, quite honestly, he would have got a lower score. There was no visible impacts on any artist, really, other than maybe what The Roots had done as a group, as a whole. Which, like I said, he wasn't a tremendous part of, at least as a rapper. And didn't really have any commercial success on his own with any of his solo albums or anything like that. On top of me knowing about The group, the Roots and really never having heard this guy's name before... That says something in itself. It's a little bit odd to me when you have people that are in these these impactful groups and stuff like that. Especially when they're groups that you've either heard of or you know of or you like. And then you come to find out there's somebody in the group that you've never even heard. I've never ever in my life heard somebody bring this guy's name up. Now, that doesn't mean the guy doesn't exist in the hip-hop scene or anything like that. I'm not trying to sound stupid. I'm just trying to make a point that... It is a little bit odd being in a group with the the background of the, of the Roots and me not even really having known their name on top of the fact that they weren't really able to take any of the momentum that they gained with the Roots and carry that on into their solo career. So he gets just below a score of average and Impact. And originality, he gets a 7. Like I said, you'd be hard-pressed to find anybody in the Roots group that wasn't original. So while this guy may not have been through the roof with his uniqueness or anything like that, the group did enough as a group for anybody that's involved to get a decent score on originality here, quite frankly. You add all those five numbers up, and you divide by five, and you get a final rating of 4.05, which places Dice Raw in 108th place of 161 artists done overall. So, not a great finish there for Dice Raw, but also not awful. He's a bit back from the halfway point, So, we're starting to see now as we get further along and more and more people have finished that even people who had decent scores in almost every category are starting to not finish very high. We're seeing that quite often now. I mean, you got, you know, the average score lyrically he gets the zero in songs, the four and a half in impact, which, okay, it's not great, but it's just under a five. And then you got the seven, which certainly makes up for the half a point he's under average in the impact. So, I mean, you know... If you think about it as a whole, he was pretty much average or above on everything, and still he finishes in 108th place of 161 people. So like I said, the more and more that this goes on and we start seeing some really great finishes from people and some really amazing things done and stuff like that, we're starting to see people that really aren't doing that quote-unquote bad. But they're still finishing pretty low because they're they're starting to not be able to keep up with the guys that are doing amazing. So while people were doing, you know, kind of average in the beginning and they were finishing kind of in the middle, the upper middle, things like that. We're starting to see as better guys come along that average really is just not cutting it and is going to put you probably more towards the back end than the front end. So now let's see if Malik B can do any better than Dice Raw as he was the second of the group to have a solo album out, which was in 2005. So his birth name is Malik Abdul-Bassett, also known as M. Illitant, born November 14th, 1972 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, United States, and died July 29th, 2020. John are listed as hip-hop, and his years active listed as 1987 to 2020. So let's get into a little bit of a background now on Malik B., Malik Abdul-Bassett, November 14, 1972 to July 29, 2020, better known by his stage name Malik B, was an American rapper and singer who was a founding member of The Roots. He appeared on the first four albums released by The Roots before departing the group. He returned as a feature artist for some later albums. He released one EP entitled Psychological on MC Hackblast Publishing Company Future Blast Publishing, He also recorded two studio albums, Street Assault in 2005 and Unpredictable in 2015 with Mr. Green. So a similar background there for Malik B as there was with Dice Roll where there's not too much outside info on them other than kind of their arrival and departure in and out of the group. So let's get into what I had to say about Malik B when I listened to him. Malik B was an unknown for me personally. Being in a group with black thought is challenging in itself, and although Malik B wasn't able to keep pace with thought, he was similar in style, but just a bit above average lyrically. He had his fair share of dope lines and dope verses, and was able to rhyme a good amount of multisyllabic rhymes per bar, although he did stray a bit sometimes from bar to bar. Malik B only had four official qualifying albums, three of which were with The Roots. Only one of those albums was average, with the other three being good, and won a borderline great album. Of his only 35 songs, none were great, but two were weak while nine of them were good. Ironically enough, his only two weak songs were collaborative songs with The Roots. Malik B is similar to Dice Raw in that being a part of a bigger group was their claim to fame in the game with no real visible impacts on any artist musically. Again, you'd be hard-pressed to find a member of The Roots who wasn't pretty original, and Malik B was no different. So now let's get into a little bit of the math on Malik B. Lyrics, he gets a 5.5, so he did a little bit better than Dice Raw there. Albums, he gets a 4.13, also a little bit better than Dice Raw, just about a half a point, maybe a little bit less than a half a point better. So he gains about a half a point on the lyrics, gains about a half a point on the album score. Song score, Malik B gets a minus .57. Now that's about a half a point, which it's not huge, But it's quite significant. We talk about this. You could gain points. Instead of gaining points, you're losing points. So he could have gained a .57 or anything else. Instead, he loses a .57. That could be a 1.14 point swing right there. Doesn't matter. The point that I'm trying to make is that it's not a good look to lose points where you could gain points. Now, when we look at that number, .57, it seems kind of high in comparison to a lot of other numbers we get, especially when we look at the fact that Dice Raw was not as good as Malik B lyrically. Dice Raw also didn't have as good of an album score as Malik B. Yet Dice Raw had no weak songs and got a zero in the songs category. Whereas Malik B had two weak songs and gets a minus 0.57 in the song category. Now, you can see how when you have a small catalog of 30 whatever songs. I mean, Dice Raw and Malik B both only had about 35, 40 songs each. When you have a small category like that and you put up two weak songs, it takes a bigger hit on your percentage, obviously, because you don't have a very big body of work to go by. So every weak song or every great song is going to have a little bit more of an impact on your score as it's a bigger percentage. So that's where he loses the .57 having the two weak songs out of the 35 songs or whatever it was. Impact, he gets a four and a half, exactly the same as Dice Raw. There was really no difference when it came to these guys in that particular fashion. No real visible impacts on anybody musically. Didn't really have much success on their own. Weren't a household name on their own, anything like that. And the score that they got of a four and a half was really due to the fact that they were in the group The Roots, plain and simple. Originality, he gets a seven, which is also the exact same score as Dice Raw there. And like I said... Anybody in this group is going to get a good score for originality. These guys weren't over the top. They weren't completely ridiculous or totally unique where nobody else was ever like them. But they were definitely original enough as being part of a very original group, the Roots, where they were able to get a well above average score there in originality. So you add all those five numbers up and you divide by five and you get a final rating of 4.11. Which ties Malik B for 97th place of 161 artists done overall. So, also not a great finish for Malik B. A little bit closer to the halfway point in Dice Raw, but still behind it. But, very similar scores around the board there, and a very similar final rating and finish. So now, let's get into the last, but certainly not least, rapper of the group The Roots. Black Thought, who didn't have his original debut project until 2018. He was born Tariq Luckman Trotter on October 3rd, 1971. Other names Tariq Trotter, Reek Ruffin, and Reek G's. Years active are listed as 1987 to present. Origins listed as Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, United States, and his genres are listed as hip-hop. So a little bit of a background on Black Thought now. Tariq Trotter, born October 3, 1971, better known as Black Thought, is an American rapper, actor, and the lead MC of the Philadelphia-based hip-hop group The Roots, which he co-founded with drummer Questlove. Regarded as one of the most skilled, incisive, and prolific rappers of his time by Andy Kelman of AllMusic, he is widely looted for his live performance skills, continuous multi-syllabic rhyme schemes, complex lyricism, double entendres, and politically aware lyrics. With the roots, he is a singer and rapper on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon, frequently playing games with Fallon and his guests. So, two things that stand out to me here. The first thing is that We see similar stuff that we saw on all the other backgrounds with info on the Roots as a group and their accomplishments and accolades and also the other two members. But the other thing that stands out to me here that we don't see on any of the other backgrounds is how it is clearly noted in Thought's background about what a revered lyricist he is. So let's get into what I heard as I listened to Black Thought and see if that holds up. I knew of The Roots growing up, although I didn't listen to much of them, but I didn't really know much particularly about Black Thought. Going into this, I was warned by multiple reliable sources that Thought would challenge for a top spot, especially lyrically. Early on, he was slightly above average with mostly underwhelming lines that were far and few between and run-on bars that rhyme mostly just to rhyme. Later on, however, Black Thought would get better with time and skyrocket lyrically, showing the ability to tell stories and get deep with a lot of multi-syllabic rhymes per bar and a tremendous vocabulary and artistry. Most of his verses in the second half of his career were absolutely mind-blowing stuff that most artists have and could never do, and he finished as a top lyricist overall. Between The Roots and his solo projects, Thought registered 11 qualifying albums and 2 EPs. Of those 13, only 2 were average, 2 were good, 6 were great, 2 were classic, and 1 EP was on course to be a classic had it been a full album. Black Thought almost had as many classic albums as all previous 75 plus artists up to this point combined. That is amazing. Of the 125 songs released throughout those 12 albums, 15 were great, 64 were good, and only 2 were weak. Let it sink in that over 50% of his songs were good songs. That's pretty damn consistent and impressive. The Roots in general have started to become more of a household name and had a big impact in the hip-hop game in more ways than one, with Black Thought having been the driving force behind most of that. He also had clear influences over artists such as Freeway, Joe Budden, and others. As far as originality is concerned, Thought had every angle covered. From the Roots approach to the music business, to the live instruments and style of music being played, to the delivery of the rhymes, message, song topics, and image being portrayed, Thought was one of a kind in more ways than one and never deviated from that. So we can obviously see a pretty strong breakdown there for Black Thought. Now let's get into the math of it and see how it adds up. Lyrics, he gets an 8.5. Albums, he gets a 5.64 with two classics. Now you should know if you've been listening to this Tale of the Tapes podcast through and through, whether you've listened to every single episode or you've listened to 10 episodes. It's very rare that I give anybody any classic albums. This guy's got two of them. Also, keep in mind, on top of the fact that he registered two classic albums, that I had never heard any of them prior to this. So there was no nostalgia involved, there was no bias involved, there was no me going into an album with the thoughts of, oh, this is a fucking great one, I can't wait to see this. I had heard nothing of any of these albums, and he still wound up scoring two classic albums. So, extremely impressive for sure. Songs, he gets a plus.95. 095 which is almost adding a full point onto his score there, plus the two points for the classic album. So you have times here where you see guys losing a quarter point, a half a point, a full point. Some people have even lost over a full point. This guy's gaining a full point here in the song categories, almost a full point, plus the two points for the classic album. So he's really tacking on a lot of bonus points on top of already good scores. Impact, he gets a seven. Now, I think there's a couple of reasons that you have to acknowledge why Black Thought is getting such a higher impact score than the other two members in the Roots. Now, first of all, Black Thought's name alone holds way more weight than either of those other two guys. Now, I'm not trying to shit on either of those guys, but I have never heard anyone say, and I highly doubt that you will ever hear anybody say, Yo, Malik Bedo, bro, he's, he's one of the greatest of all time. You just don't really hear people say it. I'm not saying nobody thinks it. I'm just saying it's not a general consensus. It is a general consensus for anybody that really is a hip-hop fan. I'm not talking about people that just listen to the radio. I'm talking about people that know what the fuck they're talking about in hip-hop. It's a pretty common theme for people to turn around and say, Bro, Black Thought, though. Black Thought is up there. So, that obviously has to hold some weight in itself. I also spoke to you about how I had never heard of these other two guys. I heard of the Roots as a group, but I had never heard of Malik B or Dice Roar, whereas I had heard Black Thought's name before, even though I didn't really know anything about him. I had at least heard the name Black Thought. So that's two, two reasons right there. Number three, Black Thought stayed in the group. Black Thought's been in the group from day one. Black Thought is still in the group right now. Not only has Black Thought been in the group for longer, he's put out more material in total, and he also is a founding member of the group. So when you turn around and you talk about how Malik B and Dice Raw's impact score was carried upwards by the fact that they belong to a group called the Roots, we have to remember that this guy Black Thought is the guy responsible for starting that group, really. So those guys don't even get their impact score carried up if it's not for Black Thought. So that's another reason right there why Black Thought's impact goes higher than these other guys. You know, with all those things together, I think it I think it adds up. You also have to factor in what the Roots did as a group. Let's not ignore, you know, we spoke about what, what Black Thought did by himself, but we haven't really spoke about what the, the group did as a whole. Yeah, the group carried the other guys up to whatever score they had, but that's because they were below it. Whereas with Black Thought, you have to have what he did on his own And then you add to it when you talk about what the group has accomplished as a group. So, you know, adding all those things up, I think it carries Black Thought to a 7 on Impact, whereas the other guys got a 4.5. And And originality, Black Thought gets a 9. And I'm going to give you kind of the same reasoning for the, the higher originality score than I am for the higher Impact score. It's the same concept. So when you talk about how the Roots were original as a whole, as a group, and how that helped Malik B and Dice Raw have their their originality scores be raised. Now, that's not to say that Dice Raw and Malik B are not original characters on their own. I'm not saying that they're unoriginal people, but because they were in The Roots, I gave them a good score. I think that The Roots group as a whole has a lot of original people in it. But again, let's keep in mind that Black Thought was one of the founding members of the group. So when you have a group that's filled with original people probably had to be thrown together by a pretty original person so again you have to keep that in mind we also have to keep in mind that black thought had a lot more material in general than these people so when it comes to song topics and messages and things like that black thought had so much longer of a time frame and so much more material that he put out where he gave himself much more of an opportunity to do original things and to really grow as an artist and into who he is as a person and really do some really unique and original things as time went on, whereas the other guys really didn't have that much stuff to show off their uniqueness and their originality. It was mostly due to them being in this guy's group, so to speak. So I think that when you, you keep all those things in mind, it definitely causes separation between him and the other rap members of the group for sure. So now you're gonna add up the lyric score, plus the album score, plus the song score, plus the impact score, plus the originality, plus the two points for the classic albums. So you add all those numbers up, and then you divide by five, and you get a final rating of 6.62, which puts Black Thought in drum roll please. 7th place of 161 artists done overall. And there you have it, folks. I, I don't really have much else to add after what we just went over. I think Black Thoughts Finish speaks for itself. I am certainly ready to admit defeat on this one. As even though i'm not completed with my study i firmly believe that black thought is indeed one of the greatest rappers of all time and i personally hope he releases a lot more material which could certainly lead to an even higher finish so like i said again i am admitting defeat here i will go out on a limb right now way before we are done with this study and i will say that Black Thought probably is one of the greatest rappers of all time in more ways than one. Which, quite frankly, you're going to have to be one of the greatest of all time in more ways than one if you want to finish at the top overall. You know, you can get a 9 lyrically. You can get a fucking 10 lyrically. If your impact score is a 3 and your originality score is a 3, you're not going to finish well. So, shoutouts to Black Thought, man, for sure. Um, This guy was not on my radar at all, and even after this guy was put on my radar... I still was like, ah, fuck that, you know, and me being who I am, I I did kind of bite my tongue a little bit. I did keep my mouth shut a little bit, and I didn't really argue with anybody that warned me and said, I'm telling you, bro, Black Thought's going to finish near the top. I gave them my piece. I told them I I disagree. I don't think Black Thought's going to finish anywhere near the top. But I'm not going to sit here and argue with you about it as I know almost nothing about Black Thought. So it was kind of one of those things where I said, you know, I'll get to Black Thought and then I'll come back to you and give you shit about how you could possibly determine that this guy is one of the greatest rappers of all time. But that's not going to happen. I have nothing to say to anybody. Anybody that told me that Black Thought was going to challenge for a top spot. You were 100% right. I was completely wrong. And I'm a bit embarrassed to admit that Black Thought was not on my radar. I should have been listening to this guy from the time that I was a little kid. He is certainly one of the greatest I've ever seen do this. And uh, you know, I, I will certainly be looking out for anything that Black Thought comes out with any time in the future, for sure. Now, with all that out of the way, let's not forget that Black Thought just officially cracked our top 10 And that means that we will be getting a song breakdown for him. And man, am I excited about this one. For the record, since we're covering a group here today, and less than 50% of its members have cracked the top 10, I will be selecting a song from Black Thought's solo work as opposed to a root song. So I'm going to go to Black Thought's personal playlist. I'm going to hit random. And this is Black Thought Thank You.
1: Uh, thanks for the memories, for first and third of the month check deliveries. Agencies in the early 80s for giving cheese. The families with parents who had drug dependencies. Mass jigs and storefront ministries. Dinners from the chicken lady, Miss Genevieve. For every lesson I received as I live and breathe. And all the blessings I believed in and then achieved. Thanks to my moms for never getting rid of me And to my lady, baby, thank you for forgiving me I climb from the lower level to the mezzanine Honestly, I really wanna say thanks for everything Images of strange fruits hanging from the trees Laces on my gym, shoes skating from police Kids playing on the stoops wearing dungarees Unbeknownst to them, they living in the city under siege. Two Sierra Leoneans in the Seneglese Honey and lemon teas, sincere sympathies the power of positive energy as opposed to hatred as a motivator, thank you to my enemies from Memphis, Tennessee, and kitchen chemistry, a target centipede, Heineken and Hennessy, the barbershop that used to be a Six and Emily, for all the history and all you did for me, thank you. It's such a blessing, blessing, blessing to know you, blessing to know you. I love my lesson, lesson, why would I hurry? you, don't wanna hurry. you. Thank
0: Okay. So first of all, I wanted to just let that thought verse rock. I, I, you know, normally I'll cut in and things like that. I didn't think that there was anything too, too crazy that I had to cut in for and make sure nobody got lost or anything like that. Um, but that verse right there, while I'm I'm not trying to knock it at all, we're going to break it down in a second. I'm not trying to knock it, but I do just want to say for anybody that's unfamiliar with black thought, that was definitely not one of his better verses. So I, it was, it was still good, but that is not up to par with what we normally hear from black thought. And I can attest to that. So let's get into some of what he said and break these bars down. So he says, thanks for the memories for first and third of the monk check deliveries agencies in the early eighties for giving cheese to families with parents who had drug dependencies so there's a couple of things in that bar not not too too much but first of all we can see memories deliveries giving cheese dependency stuff like that it's very very rare that this guy only rhymes one syllable so while the syllables in these four bars right here are not insane and there's really nothing much here that would raise this song score, I do just want to point out that even when you're getting bars that seem to be kind of filler from Black Thought, which I I, I don't want to use the wrong words. I'm not, I'm not saying that the bars are not good, but I, I'm trying to make a point that When he's on kind of a quote-unquote break or he's using some filler, there's still good bars. There's still not single-syllable rhymes. There's still more than one rhyme per bar and things like that. Either that or he's saying something with some type of importance or meaning or whatever. So it's very rare that Black Thought ever has any bars that are just kind of throwaway bars. So, you know, he says first and the third month, check deliveries, agencies in the 80s for giving cheese. So what I do want to talk about right there, while nothing's too crazy about those bars is Kind of how he, he, he words his things, you know, first and third of the month, check deliveries, agencies in the early eighties for giving cheese. So you can see agencies, eighties, things like that. So it's, it's not really a a rhyme scheme, but he is wording his words in a cool type of way where they're flowing together. And you can see how these words really complement each other and stuff like that. On top of that, obviously these bars lead into each other well, and they, and they make sense. Now, we sort of have a run-on bar there from bar two into bar three where he says agencies in the early 80s for giving cheese, and then the next bar says to families with parents who had drug dependencies. But I pointed this out when we were doing some other people's breakdowns about run-on bars, how people are only losing credit for run-on bars when the bars don't stand by themselves. If you take one bar and read it by itself and it doesn't make any sense... That's where you start to lose credit because I can tell that you just threw a rhyme in the middle of the sentence because you couldn't figure out a way to word and fit in what you wanted to do. He did. His first two bars make perfect sense by themselves. He says, thanks for the memories. It's fine by itself. Bar number two, for the first and third month check deliveries, fine by itself. Bar three, agencies in the early eighties for giving cheese makes sense completely by itself. He decides then after that to start his fourth bar with picking up off the third bar and saying to families with parents who had drug dependencies, but it's not him throwing a rhyme in the middle of his sentence because he can't figure out any other way to rhyme what he wants to say. He just chose to pick back up where he left off in his prior bar and continue that on. That's more so because Black Thought is good at bars leading into each other. He's good at keeping a topic. He's good at stringing bars together and stuff like that. So that's a good example right there of it's technically a run-on bar, but by his choice, not by fault. So he doesn't lose anything for that. So then he goes on to say, Masjids and Storefront Ministries... Dinners from the Chicken Lady, Miss Genevieve. So, I want to talk about something again here. Very similar scenario to when he says agencies in the early 80s for giving cheese. So, here it's storefront ministries, and then his next bar starts with dinners from the Chicken Lady. So, the way that he flows these ministries and dinner, you get the minna and dinner. So, again, it's, they're not placed in the specific spots where Thought's going to get credit for this rhyme scheme here. Not just yet, anyway. But again, I'm just trying to point out how when you have particular bars where it may not seem like too much good is going on here, we still have multisyllabic rhymes. We still have a solid flow. We still have him stringing these bars together very well. And we have these little word plays where they're really complementing each other. Then he goes in to say, for every lesson I received as I live and breathe and all the blessings I believe in and then achieved. Now these are pretty dope bars for a couple of reasons. So on the first one, it's for every lesson I received, A, as I live and breathe, B, and all the blessings I believed, A, and then I achieved, and then achieved, B. So you have an A, B, A, B rhyme pattern there. You also have received and believed, which are two syllables, then live and breathe, and then achieved, which are three syllables each. So we have ten syllables rhymed in a two-bar sequence with an ABAB rhyme pattern. So that's some really dope stuff right there. It also is completely on point with everything he's talking about. The name of the song is Thank You. And he's clearly talking about all the things that he's thankful for. He hasn't strayed or deviated from that in any way, shape, or form. He's found a way to have plenty of multi rhymes, different rhyme schemes, good flow, all these words are feeding off of and complementing each other, keeping topic, making strong points, things like that. So nothing but good stuff here from Black Thought. Like I said, it's, it's not particularly up to par with a lot of the other things that I have seen from him, but still solid stuff here from Thought. Then he says, thanks to my moms for never getting rid of me, and to my lady baby, thank you for forgiving me. Same kind of thing, only a different rhyme pattern. So he has rid of me, which is A, then he has lady, which is B, baby, which is B, and forgiven me, which is A. So we got an A, B, B, A rhyme pattern here as opposed to an A, B, A, B rhyme pattern, but we also have another A eight syllables rhymed in the two bars here. So in the past four bars, we have 18 syllables rhymed in A, B, A, B, A, B, B, A rhyme pattern. So again, we're seeing well, well above average stuff here from Black Dot for sure. And let's see how the second half of this verse goes. I climbed from the lower level to the mezzanine. Honestly, I really want to say thanks for everything. So, more of what we saw in the beginning there. He's still talking about the same thing, still on point with the topic here. And while it's not an incredible line, and we don't see any type of crazy, you know, punchline or metaphor or anything up in there, I mean, he does have the lower level to the mezzanine thing. But what I'm trying to point out is that. Even in a simple line that may get overlooked by Black Thought, and even in a line where it's not necessarily raising his song score, we still have three syllables on the rhyme there as opposed to even one or two. So more good stuff here from Black Thought as we go along. Then he says, Images of strange fruits hanging from the trees, Laces on my gym shoes skating from police, Kids playing on the stoops wearing dungarees, Unbeknownst to them, they living in a city under siege. So a couple of things there. So in those four bars, we have the same rhyme scheme as far as trees, police, dungarees, under siege, like that, right? So they all end in that long E sound. But between the second and third bars, he has laces on my gym shoes, A, skating from police, B, kids playing on these stoops, A. Wearing dungarees be. So now we have an A, B, A, B rhyme pattern again. And the last two bars of that sequence are pretty dope. Kids playing on the stoops wearing dungarees. Unbeknownst to them, they living in a city under siege. That's That's a Tupac line right there. That's one of those lines where it doesn't have to rhyme. If you just think about what he's saying in itself... It's a really bothersome line almost. I mean you could do this any day. I challenge any one of you to go do this. Go drive around in, in you know in the ghetto somewhere, go to the projects, go to a really poor neighborhood, whatever. You will see some kid on his stoop or whatever the case is that has no idea what's going on in the world. You know, some five year old kid, some seven year old kid, they know nothing. All they know is that project building and the people that they've met there and stuff like that. They don't know about this government. They don't know about, you know, racial profiling and all this racist shit that goes on. They don't know about how deep and disgusting this fucking planet gets and how shitty human beings really are. Now, don't get me wrong. When you grow up in that environment, you certainly see some shitty things from people, right? But it's not until you get older till you start to understand what's behind all of these things. And it really is a shame. You know, kids are resilient. I lived in a really bad neighborhood for years. And it's amazing to me that somebody could grow up in not only that environment, but a lot of the parents that these kids have. Even if you grew up in a good environment with some of these parents that are just not good parents and, you know, just don't put in the time and effort for their kids, period. It it really is amazing to see there are some really great people that come out of these circumstances. And, you know, it's it's one of those things where it makes someone, I'll quote Joe Budden here, it makes someone quit, it makes some stand tall. I've seen people grow up in these scenarios where, you know, I have a friend where it's, you know, my dad smoked crack all the time and I, I, di- I didn't want to be like that. So I grew up and I never did drugs. You know what I'm saying? Then you have somebody else who who literally lives in a blanket on the corner And as a major drug addict, and when you ask them what happened, they say, hey, listen, I never had a shot. You know what I'm saying? I grew up in a household. There was crack rocks and cocaine all over my table. It's what I know. It's what I'm used to. You know, my role models were drug addicts. And it's odd to see how the same exact scenario can cause people to to react in a total 180 of each other. So the line that he's saying of, you know, the kids in the dungarees not knowing that they're living in a city under siege, it's just a powerful line in itself. Now, are there any technicalities in that particular line that raised this score? Are there any crazy rhyme patterns or insane amount of syllables in that one? No, there's not. But it is a powerful line. And once again, we have dungarees and under siege, which is another three syllables on each bar there. So he's been good and he's been consistent throughout. Then he goes on to say, Two Sierra Leonians and a Senegalese, honey and lemon tea, sincere sympathies. The power of positive energy as opposed to hatred as motivation, thank you to my enemies. So, another example here by Black Thought where, first of all, you have nine syllables rhymed in the first two bars, which is very, very impressive on itself. But then after that, he keeps up the same rhyme scheme with sympathies, energies, all that. He keeps that same rhyme scheme, but he kind of flips it around here. So he puts energy in the beginning, the power of positive energy, A. Then he goes into as opposed, B, to hatred as Mo, B, to Vate, thank you to my enemies, which goes back to A, of energy. So... He keeps that same rhyme pattern. He's got nine syllables rhymed on the first two. Then on the second two, he has another scenario where he plays on, you know, the words feeding off of each other, the power of positive energy, as opposed to hatred as motivation. Thank you to my enemies. So it's a nice flip with the words there. We have opposed, then hatred as motivate. So opposed, hatred, motivate. Those kind of play off of each other and go well together. And it's the same thing that he did earlier in the verse. So very consistent again from Black Dot, more of the same. We're seeing lots of syllables rhymed. We're seeing strong points. We're seeing all different types of rhyme schemes. So he's doing a little bit of everything here, even though this still is nowhere near being one of Black Dot's better verses. Now, I don't really do that on this show, but I'm telling you, I could turn around and put some shit on by Black Thought where we, we couldn't get past 30 seconds. And you'd be like, bro, holy fuck, you can turn this off, I get your point. So, still good stuff here though from Black Thought for sure. Then to finish the verse off, he says, From Memphis, Tennessee, and Kitchen Chemistry, Atari, Centipede, Heineken, and Hennessy. So another 12 syllables rhyme there on the two bars. Nothing too crazy in the lines of what he said, but still the technicalities are there. Another 12 syllables rhymed in two bars there, which is crazy. And then he says, the barbershop that used to be at 6th and Emily for all the history and all you did for me. Thank you. So now, a couple of things to talk about as we wrap that verse up. On the last two bars, we have Emily history did for me. So another nine syllables rhyme there in the two bars. So out of the past four bars, 21 syllables rhymed. From Memphis, Tennessee and Kitchen Chemistry, Atari, Centipede, Heineken and Hennessy, the barbershop that used to be at 6th, and Emily for all the history and all you did for me. 21 syllables rhymed in four bars there. Again, more of the same. Great stuff there all throughout the verse from Black Thought. The song score was definitely raised from that verse. I wouldn't call it a good song yet, but just off the first verse, he's very close to having this be a good song already, and that's just strictly based on technicalities. This is not a single, this was not a charting song, this was not, you know, a viral song, nothing like that, so he's not getting any points from outside things that have nothing to do with how good he's being on the song. But the song already almost up to a good song. And we'll have to see if he can keep the topic of thank you on the second verse. Because through all the amazing technicalities that he had on the first verse. He still never locks topic. He was talking about things that were important to him. Talking about memories and people that he wanted to thank. And things that he was thankful for. And he feels that he owes to and stuff like that. Never strayed from that at all. So let's see if he can keep that up in the second verse. And we'll see what he does to this song. Thank you, thank you, thank you for giving me, thank you for
1: giving me love I wanna thank you, thank you, thank
0: you for giving me, yeah.
1: thank you for giving me love Places that I've known, many of which I've outgrown Thanks for the ride home, some motherfuckers tried to make me give us mine to them Thank goodness for my decent aim with one eye closed Gangsters and fly holes, freaks and sideshows I made in the past that only God knows Usually my preference would be to travel the high roads Sometimes I stray from the path, that's no surprise though I had to use this expression of my gratitude That my attitude didn't limit my latitude In case when I had to do what I had to do Even though I was spasm, boo, I wasn't mad at you This unbroken token of appreciation For frequencies and stations not keeping the people waiting For players who supported, remaining completely patient And each and every record in the basement Listen,
0: thank you all right, so that right there is Black Thought. Thank you. And listen, we saw a lot more of the same on the second verse there from Black Thought as we did on the first verse. So let's break down the bars and uh, and then I'll give you a guesstimate of what this song was probably scored when it was listened to, when I listened to Black Thought. So he says, places that I've known, many of which I've outgrown, thanks for the ride home. So while it is only known, homegrown, it, there is only one syllable on those rhymes, there's three of them in there. So that's that's nothing special. That's not gonna raise a song score. Just trying to point out that we have yet to see anywhere in this song where Black Thought just rhymed one syllable on each bar. It hasn't happened yet. Quite frankly, it may have never fucking happened in the guy's entire career. Don't quote me on that. That's not a realistic stat I'm giving you. I just remember how good this guy was when it came to things like this and he's continuing to do the same here even on a song that's not really up to par with what he does on most other things. As far as what he said in those bars, again, nothing nothing special where it's gonna raise the song score but, you know, just making solid points here. I mean, if you're around my age or you've had any type of mem- mental growth, you can certainly understand what this guy's saying and where he's coming from. When you grow up in these neighborhoods like this you know, I grew up in New York city and, and when you grow up in these big cities and places like this, they're so controlled. It's so set up for you to fail. It's almost embarrassing. Like when you get out of it, you know, you're proud of yourself for getting through it and getting out of it. But it's almost embarrassing to think that you were ever fooled by it. Like that you ever loved this place. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I loved growing up in that place. I'm covered in New York tattoos, and I'm not saying I regret any of them because all of my tattoos are are my life story. And I lived in New York for 33 years, so in no way, shape, or form do I regret any of my New York tattoos. But the point I'm trying to make is the place that I'm at now, I'm kind of like, what the fuck was wrong with you that you love that place? These motherfuckers hate you, bro. The government wants you to love that place. They want you to be stuck there forever. So when I was in it, I was looking at it as, you know, this is one of the toughest places and most expensive places and shit to survive. If I could survive here, I'm good, and I and I was good, you know what I'm saying? I lived in, in rough neighborhoods in New York, and I took some ass whoopings. You know, things happen to me as they happen to everybody, but I was fine. I stood tall. I got through everything. Uh, I've remained me through everything. I'm still me. And now that I'm removed from that scenario, I'm kind of like, what the fuck were you doing? Why would you ever even allow somebody... You know, it's almost like a like a pit bull fight, right? You throw two pit bulls in, in, this, in this crate, right? Or whatever, this ring, and let them go at it. Surely, you could have a winner. And that pit bull could feel great about himself. I just fucked that other dog up. Can't none of these motherfuckers beat me, right? But I think that in most cases... If you were to show the pit bull what's going on behind closed doors and how other pit bulls are being treated, how there's pit bulls out there that that have loving homes and people that feed them food that's not to make them bigger and stronger and it's just to make them healthy and people pet them and talk nice to them and take care of them and give them things that they like as opposed to Keeping things from the animal to maybe make the animal angry, always having the animal live in a stressful, angry environment so it attacks other animals and shit like that. You know, I don't think the animal would be as willing if it understood things the way that we are. The animal would be pretty fucking annoyed at its owner, I think, for treating it the way it does. You know, let the pit bull watch clips of its owner. Out getting drunk talking to other people about his pit bull fights oh, you gotta see these stupid fucking dogs bro I let them fucking loose on each other and they you know whatever I tell them they do go kill they'll kill and it's like a joke on the pit bull and I'm not I'm not saying that this is the way that everybody looks at pit bulls or pit bull fighting I'm not I'm not one I'm not an advocate for anything do whatever the fuck you want to do that's none of what I'm talking about the point that I'm just trying to make is that that's what it's like We're thrown into this scenario by these people who don't care for us at all. And we fight amongst each other to be the best of the shit scenario. So hopefully people are able to one day take a step back and see what's going on. I'm not saying that that means you have to leave the major city that you're in or that you can't be successful in the major city that you're in because you certainly can. But I just hope that people are able to wake up and see what's going on and not fall victim to somebody else's game anymore is the point that I'm trying to make. And you could clearly see that Black Thought is trying to make the same point, only he does it in a, in a poetic fashion and it took him two bars to explain what it just probably took me five minutes to explain. So, back to Black Thought's verse. He says, Some motherfuckers tried to make me give what's mine to him. Thank goodness for my decent aim with one eye closed. Now, that's one of those scenarios where the way that he said it, he tried to kind of stretch the word to somewhat rhyme with the one before it. But listen, I'm going to call it what it is. It doesn't really rhyme. And he goes into a line after that, Gangsta and fly hoes, freaks and sideshows, which obviously rhymes with eyes closed. So now I'm not saying that eyes closed doesn't rhyme with anything, but eyes closed is the fourth bar, and the fourth bar is supposed to rhyme with the third bar, and it doesn't. And it's not a scenario where he swings back in the fifth bar to rhyme with mine to him. Right? Do you see what I'm saying? So it's not a rhyme scheme. It's not like he's saying some motherfuckers tried to make me give what's mine to him. Thank goodness for my decent aim with one eye closed. Gangsters and fly hoes. And then went back after that to rhyme with mine to him. Because then that would have been a dope rhyme pattern. That would have been a very impressive bar and wordplay and stuff like that. But he didn't. He just rhymed with eyes closed. Which, again, eyes closed didn't really rhyme with anything in the line before it. So, you know, it is something that is a bit of a negative there. That's probably the first negative that we've seen from Black Thought at all. I'm not saying he didn't have any negatives in his career. They were heavily, heavily outweighed by absolute amazingness, but I you know, I am going to call things like I see him, and he's going to get the same treatment that everybody else gets, so while it's not enough to like lower the song score back down or anything like that, it is noted and it will be taken into account with the accumulation of what went on with the song. So like I said, after that, he goes on to gangsters and fly hoes, freaks and sideshows. Then he says, mistakes I've made in the past that only God knows. Which is another rhyme scheme because God knows rhymes with sideshows before it. And in between sideshows and God knows, which are the A's, he has mistakes I've made, which are B. So it's A, B, B, A. So another A, B, B, A rhyme pattern there for for Black Dot. Then he says, usually my preference would be to travel the high road. Sometimes I strayed from the path. That's no surprise though. I had to use this expression of my gratitude that my attitude didn't limit my latitude. Another dope two bars there for more than one reason by Black Thought. Now, it's a deep statement here. He's explaining to you, and I don't know who's into this and who's not into this, but you know I believe that the power of the mind is real. And I I believe that Black Thought believes that too. And quite frankly, a lot of people that do very well and are very successful believe the same thing. So it's a little bit odd to kind of deny it when all the people that believe it have pretty much everything they want. But I'm not going to get into that. The point that I'm trying to make is that he's expressing that instead of being cocky and boastful and talking about how ridiculous he is and how successful he's been and how much money he has and things like that. He wants to use this time to say thank you to all the people and reasons that he has all this stuff because he believes that the more that he does that, the more that he will receive more of that. Whereas on the flip side, if he was to get this stuff and turn around and brag about it and be boastful and just a shitty person about it, and show no type of gratitude for what got him what he has, that he would be taught a lesson and forced to eat his words, and it would be, you know, by the universe or by God or whatever somebody's into, it would be kind of taken away from him to, to teach him something, right? So he's saying that he's using this as an example to express how thankful he is to everyone and everything that allowed him to have this success. Only black thought in black thought fashion finds a way to word it where he has another nine syllables rhymed on the two bars there while still saying exactly what he wanted to say. Then he goes on to say, In cases when I had to do what I had to do, even though I was boo, I wasn't mad at you. Same exact things as the two lines before it, so I'm not going to repeat myself in the exact same fashion, but literally the exact same thing. He's got another nine syllables rhymed on the two bars. That's 18 in the past four bars, which is crazy. Then he goes on to say, This unbroken token of appreciation for frequencies and stations not keeping the people waiting. So lots of crazy shit here. These bars right here are incredible. So... First of all, we have 16 syllables rhymed in two bars here. Now, I want you to notice how, Think, listen to what Black Thought says. This unbroken token of appreciation for frequencies and stations not keeping the people waiting. It makes perfect sense. He could just say that to you and it makes perfect sense. It's not, there's no, there's no hit taken here. So when Black Thought decides that he's going to rhyme 16 syllables in two bars, which is insane on its own, when he decides that he's going to rhyme 16 syllables in two bars, he doesn't just say a bunch of random words that make no sense. He's still just speaking fluently and clearly, and he's incredible at this. So not only was he able to rhyme 16 syllables in a two-bar sequence and still have it make perfect sense, but we also have a rhyme pattern of this unbroken A, token A, of appreciation B, of frequencies and stations B, not keeping C, the people C, waiting back to B. So we have an A, A, B, B, C, C, B rhyme pattern. What did I just even fucking say? <laughs> This guy is fucking incredible. And I'm telling you, this is still not... These two bars right here, Black Thought has songs that are 316 bar verses like this. So it's just incredible stuff here from this guy across the board. You know, he gains points on these two bars alone in a major way. Just those two bars alone raise the song a notable amount. And just to go over what I'm saying, you have in case you didn't follow it, there's unbroken and token, then there's appreciation, frequencies and stations, and then out of keeping and people, the way that he says it, not keep in the peep or waiting. So it, the guy is just a fucking master with words, quite frankly. And like I said, I'm, I'm a little bit embarrassed to admit that this guy was not on my radar because man is this guy fucking good. Then he ends the song by saying... For players who supported, remaining completely patient, and each and every record in the basement. Listen, thank you. So, again, just talking about more of the same stuff. He was able to keep that topic the entire song. And he just ends the song by talking about a lot of the people that... You know, referring to the people that supported him before he had the success that he has now. You know, for players who supported, remaining completely patient and each and every record in the basement. Listen, thank you. Just thanking the people that were there from day one. For the people that that played my songs at, you know, little rinky-dink hole-in-the-wall clubs, and, you know, some friends that I knew that were DJs that played my shit, people that played my shit at house parties and basements, uh, you know, whatever the fuck. It, It doesn't have to be specific. He's just making a point. You know, thank you to the people that helped me way before I had anything to offer them. So... As far as that song being scored, man, again, it's very hard to gauge when we just sit here and just randomly go at a song, as opposed to when you sit down and you listen to 100, 200 songs of this person in a row, you pick up on their patterns, you pick up on their habits, it becomes clear what they're incapable of doing, if they're incapable of doing anything, not saying Black Thought was, but... Just things start to become clear, and then when you start to see them follow these trends and trends, that's when they start to lose or gain points. But off the top of my head sitting here right now, like I said, this is not a single, this is not a charting song, this is not a viral song or anything like that, so he's he's not going to get anything for anything like that. It was about something that he did keep the topic on, which he will get credit for. It does raise it a little bit. However, He's not going to get the credit. Normally, see, these are one of those things that go hand in hand. If you're going to get points for having an original topic, like an original type song, you're going to get points for having kept the topic. Because if you don't keep the topic... I'm not going to give you the credit for having an original type song. You can't just come up with a song that you're going to tell me is about hot dogs dancing around, but then on the song you're rapping about your watch and you drinking water and it has nothing to do with hot dogs. I'm not going to give you credit for making a song about dancing hot dogs when you didn't rap about dancing hot dogs. So you're not going to get that credit there for the song being original unless you kept the topic. So those go hand in hand. However, you don't have to have an original song to keep a topic. So he is going to get credit, which is going to raise the song score a little bit for him. Definitely staying on point with that topic throughout. Granted, it was only two verses, but you know the first verse a little extended, the second verse a little short, which is a little bit unique. It's nothing too crazy. He's not going to get you know extra points for it being an original type song, but it is a little bit out of the norm. Two verses as opposed to three. One longer verse, one shorter verse, for whatever the reasoning is. But... Nonetheless, he kept the topic on on both of those verses and on top of a lot of really good technicalities, he managed to do that. So, you know, even if you didn't do anything great on the song, just if you were able to just hold the topic throughout the whole song, you you could wind up gaining for that without having ever said a good line. He was able to do it and having said a lot of good lines and having a lot of good technicalities and things like that in there. On top of that, with all those technicalities that he had in there... This song was easily raised to a two or higher just based on his lyrics. Like I said, I wasn't sitting here counting the way that I count when I'm going over these people and studying what they're doing, but you know, I'm kind of keeping track. So I kind of have a general idea and this was definitely at minimum good without adding in what he did with keeping the topic. So in general, I'm going to say right now that this is right in between a good song and a great song. I'm leaning more towards great just because I'm just mind blown by what this guy can do lyrically. And I know, especially at this point in his career, that this probably was scored as a great song when I was listening to him. Um, again, it, I'm, I'm not guaranteeing that, but it probably was. So I'm going to feel safe calling that a great song for today, but I'm not going to argue with anybody that says, not a fucking great song, bro. Get the fuck out of here. Whatever. Whatever you want to say, bro, that's a good song. The man fucking slaughtered those verses, and it's even, I'm telling you, it's even more mind-blowing to me seeing that he definitely went in on these verses, but it still was nowhere near the best thing that I've ever seen from Black Thought. So, really, really impressive artist here in more ways than one. Uh, I really do have to take my hat off to Black Thought. He was amazingly impressive. I'm mind blown by some of the things that this guy did. And uh, while Black Thought doesn't necessarily make my particular favorite style of music, I certainly will listen to anything that he puts out from this point on. So now let's get into our list. We'll start with our top 15% overall. And there are definitely major changes in this list today in more ways than one. So in our top spot, we now have Black Thought of The Roots, who's now in 7th place of 161 artists done overall. Directly behind him in 8th place is Tupac. Next, we have Pharrell Manch who's in 10th. Behind him in 12th is KRS-One. Then we have Jizza, who's in 14th. And behind him in 16th is Slick Rick. Next is Rakim, who's in 18th place. Directly behind him in 19th is Redman, and Common is directly behind Redman in 20th place. Next, we have Rev Run of Run DMC, who's in 23rd. Directly behind him in 24th is LL Cool J, and directly behind LL Cool J is MF Doom, who's in 25th. Directly behind MF Doom in 26th place is Sticky Fingers of Onyx, and then a couple of slots back from him, we have Will Smith in 28th, And then in a tie for our last spot, we have DMC of Run DMC and Ice Cube, who are tied for 30th place of 161 artists done overall. So, as much as it pains me to say this, someone takes the top spot over from Tupac. And quite frankly, Tupac wasn't there for all that long. And I'm not trying to shit on Tupac, I'm just saying. This was deservedly so. Now... This just goes to show you what's happening here. We just had not only a dude who was unknown to me, but someone who I was told was gonna be a top guy and I refuse to believe it. I have just eaten my words and put that person in front of my favorite human being of all time. So this is official example number 50 of why you can throw your bias comments right out the window. So major shout out to Black Thought. I really have to admit I was mind blown by the guy to keep it as simple as possible. For any hip hop fans out there that are not up on Black Thought, I strongly suggest you to reconsider your all time list and go check out Thought's catalog. With that being said, let's get into our current top 10% lyrically. Big changes to this list as well today. In our top spot, we have Faro Manch and Black Thought now tied with lyrical scores of eight and a half. Keep in mind as we run through this list right now that any artists that are tied are placed in chronological order as I felt it was only fair that if one artist had reached the same level as another artist, it was only right and only fair that I listed the person that did it first. So just keep that in mind. So we have Faromanch and Black Thought tied for our top spot at 8.5. In a three-way tie for third place, we have Master Ace, Jizza, and Common, all tied with lyrical scores of 7.5. Behind them, in a tie for sixth place, we have KRS-One and Lord Finesse with lyrical scores of 7. And then in a seven-way tie for eighth place, we have Will Smith, Rock, Him, Cool G Rap, Everlast, Tupac, Redman, and Sticky Fingers of Onyx. All tied with a lyrical score of six and a half. So, like we said, it's not all that often that this list sees any changes. But today, not only do we see a change, but we see a brand new artist up in that top spot lyrically, which obviously moves everybody else except Pharaoh Monge back one spot. So, shoutouts to him and the rest of the guys hanging in here week after week. Now let's get into our particular decades list, starting with our top 5 rappers to make their debut in the 1980s. So your top 5 rappers of the 80s are as follows. Number 1, KRS-One. Number 2, Slick Rick. Number 3, Rakim. Number 4, Rev Run of Run DMC. And number 5, LL Cool J. Now on to our top five artists to make their debut in the 90s so far. Once again, a major change to this list today. Our number one rapper of the 90s so far, Black Thought. Number two, Tupac. Number three, Faro Manch. Number four, Jizza, and number five, Redman. So Black Thought now takes over our top spot overall as well as our top lyrical spot and our top spot of the 90s so far. This also means that Common is now slid out of our top five rappers to make their debut in the 90s so far. So, shoutouts to Common for being in that list, even though he parts ways today. And shoutouts to the rest of the dudes in that list, especially Black Thought, who has come through the podcast swinging today and taken over... Every eligible number one slot on every list today. Jeez. If you'd like to see any of the lists in full, you can give the Facebook website a visit at www.facebook.com slash of the Tapes podcast. You can also give the host website a visit at www.anchor.fm slash of the Tapes. Both of those links are spelled completely normally. On the host website, there's a support button. I mandate you to fucking hit it. You know what I'm saying? I'm sending that mandate out there, kid. (laughs) Nah, but that's it for Tale of the Tapes this week, man. Next week, we are going to start Bone Thugs in Harmony. So we're going to cover this group in the same fashion that we covered Onyx. Since there are more than three members in the group who qualified and are being scored individually, Bone Thugs as a whole will have to be separated into two episodes. So next week starts Bone Thugs and we'll be covering Flesh and Bone and Busy Bone next week who's again one of my cousin's favorite rappers along with B-Real of Cypress Hill who he was a guest for. So tune in next week to see if he will be a guest on this one as well. Tell of the Tapes. Peace. Tell of the Tapes. Might as well.